You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burt. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. Good afternoon and welcome to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. I am your host, Michelle Dawes-Burt, and as always, I'm super excited to be here. It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood of Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, um, I missed you guys. I think I was off for the first Sunday of the month because that was actually the 4th of July. It was a holiday, so I took the day off. I missed you guys. And you know, when I'm not in front of you every first and third Sunday, I get a little rusty. I get a little out of place. So I'm always glad to be back. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. We got a lot. We got a great conversation today. I can't wait to get into it. But before we get started in that, I just want to welcome all the new listeners, all the new followers. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Let me give you a little background as to what Real Chicks Rock is all about. We're all about creatively collaborating and connecting to raise awareness regarding issues that impact women. And we do it by way of community service public speaking, mentoring our workshops, and through the media, this platform right here. I've been doing this, this piece here, for about five years, going into my sixth season, as a matter of fact. So this gives us an opportunity to talk about the issues and challenges that women may face, and we walk away with the empowerment piece which is the tools, right? We talk about things and strategies and how to problem solve some of the things that we're facing. Today's not going to be any different. Today is going to be all about entrepreneurship. And you know, I'm super excited about that. But before we get into that, I want to share with you today's sponsor. Yay! Today's sponsor is Gas Food Truck ATL. Good ass sandwiches and more. My friends, yes, Kelly and Jay doing it big time. This is vegan food, right? No, no meat. This is all natural, interesting, delicious. It looks, it tastes as good as it looks. Go check them out. They're on IG as Gas Food Truck ATL. They're on IG and Facebook. And they're primarily in the Triton Yards on Friday and Sunday um, from, I think, 11 to about 7 or 8 o'clock at night. So follow them and get that bite to eat. We're going to close out with them as well. Today's guest, oh man, this is an honor because this is a pioneer person. This is a CEO and the president of her own cosmetic company um, from New York. We're going to get into all of that. I love her spirit, her personality. She's a beautiful person inside and out. Today's topic is Beauty is Her Name, and my guest today is Vera Moore. Hi, Vera. Hi, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm terrific, and thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm ecstatic. Oh, yeah, I can tell. It's written all over your face. Let's jump right into it. I mentioned that you're from New York. Is that a true statement? Are you born and raised from New York City? Yes, I most certainly was. I was born and raised in Corona, Queens. Wow, you're a Queens girl. Come on, girl. That's awesome. You still reside in New York, uh, Vera? Yes, I'm in, I'm in Long Island. It's still New York. You're still New York. Still New York. Tell me, tell me, Vera, a little bit about your neighborhood growing up in Queens or just in New York in general. Tell me what was it like as a kid for you. Set the stage for us. Well, you know, I was born in a little town called Corona, Queens, and it was a poor neighborhood. My, my mother and father, uh, we were a poor family. Matter of fact, you would say we were a poor family, but I didn't know we were poor. Okay. No, I didn't know because my, we were, my mother always told us about, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. You see, I didn't learn yes, you can in the last decade. Okay. We knew that. My mother was a domestic worker. Wow. She scrubbed floors. My father was a porter. Mm-hmm. He learned how to read from the Bible. But we were always taught 
we could do it no matter what. Mm. I had five brothers. Right. One sister, so there were seven of us. Mm-hmm. I went to public school, 143, 127. Yeah. And uh, I remember, you know, I did, Michelle, I didn't know I was poor until I got older. Really? I'm serious. Yeah. Because I never was hungry, thank God. Thank yes. God for yes. that I never was hungry. Well, yes. she's a domestic worker. We ate all the food that they brought home. I hear I'm you. very serious about that. Yeah, yeah. Really. And um, uh, we never, I never wanted for clothes because my aunt worked in a factory. Mm. Very, very expensive materials in the fact that she'd bring all the scraps home. She'd make clothes. They didn't even need a pattern. They'd say, turn around, girl. Let me make you something. Mm. I guess I was wearing couture, and I didn't even know when I was a child. Wow. So I, I always had clothes. I always had food. Mm. But I remember going to school with a hole in my shoe. Really? Yeah, really. Mm. I remember going to school, and my mother used to put cardboard in it. Wow, okay. And I would say, she would say to me, don't worry, you know, mommy's going to get you some shoes next week, and and so it never really faced me. Mm-hmm. I, I never went, oh, I got a hole in my shoe. No, no, no. My mother was going to get it to me for me the following week, my mom and my dad. And I just went and it just, we were just raised that way. Right. We were always perceived. It's, it's about perception and the mindset. And right. I was taught from the beginning, I belong and yes, you can. Wow, wow, wow. So you had it before Obama had it. Yes, you can. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I had yes, I can with my grandmother. <laughs> my grandmother, girl, yeah, you can do it. Go ahead and do it. If so, you don't get it, you don't get it. Don't worry about it. Don't Drop. worry. Mm, mm. So, so Vera, help us to understand. Set set us up some more. So, how did you get on this track? I want to at least start, start with the acting piece because I think that helps segue to what we see in you today. So, how how did you get the acting bug? How did that opportunity present itself? Well, you know, um, as I said, I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. But how did the acting start and the singing? You know, I grew up in the church. I grew yeah. up in a Christian family. Mm-hmm. And I sang in the choir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> school, <laughs> church, go after, after, you know, after church, go in the back and eat the chicken, come back and do, you know, the whole thing. Right. And I always loved to sing. Mm. And anytime there was an opportunity to do anything, you know, at, at high school, at junior, I'll do it, I'll do it. I was never afraid. Thank God for that. I was, fear never paralyzed me. I guess I was so young, I didn't realize what fear was. It's like telling a baby jump and the baby jumps. Right. So I've always wanted to sing. So when I had the opportunity to audition, I did. Mm. And I'm going to tell you a little story real quick okay. about relationships. Now, that kind of goes with cosmetics and, and entrepreneurship, but it's really important. I knew I had to get a job. Mm. I didn't go to college. So right out of high school, I had to work. Mm -hmm. And there used to be people coming from the agencies like the city and the federal government to the high schools to see who wanted to take a test. Okay. You know, to to work. Right. And I said, I said, Ma, you know, she says, take the test. Listen, if you don't, if you don't pass it, you don't pass it. And I was taking stenography. I took stenography on purpose because I knew I could get a job with shorthand and typing. Right. So I always had a strategy. Yeah. I always had a plan. Yeah. So I took the test, fast what I got it. Went, worked for the federal government, and I was when I first got it, I was in a pool with a lot of people, like about 50, 60, up the whole floor. And I said, I don't want to be in this pool with all these people. I want to be upstairs with Michelle on the third floor with the lawyer. And see, up on the third floor, you had the lawyer and the secretary. Yeah. I want, so my mother said, well, take the test. You don't get it, you don't get it. I took the test. Yeah, got it. But what's so nice about it, this is entrepreneurship, and this is all so personal. I made a relationship with the lawyer. And okay. I said, Mr. Greenberg, you know, I, I, I really want to be in the theater. He said, oh, yeah, okay. I guess he didn't take me serious. Yeah. So do you mind if I go to auditions on my lunch hour? Now, that's a that's a good, I mean, that, that's a big deal. Yeah. We're down at Wall Street, Customs. I work for Customs. Yeah. Uptown was where you went to audition. Yeah. 
So the relationship was key. My strategy was on point. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I had to work to save my money because my mother couldn't help me so I could buy my music and I saved my money. So I would go to lunch. I would go to my auditions on my lunch hour. Yes. And I I was was late a lot. (laughs) Going up from Wall Street to Midtown. That's, 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 anybody that knows New York, but the relationship was, if he asked me to come in early, I would come in early. Mm -hmm. If I had to stay late, it was a win-win situation, and he didn't have to say yes. Right. He could have said no. Mm-hmm. But the relationship, being honest, having core values, and I used to eat on the train, mm-hmm. and I take and I would take my clothes. This is for entrepreneurs that want to be serious about business. Right. I take my clothes in a bag. When I get up to Midtown to audition, I change because you had to look appropriate for that. Right. Go back, change my clothes to go back to the law division, and I did that for five years. So patience is key. Just auditioning, and you were getting auditioning, keeping my job. Yeah, yeah. My, my whole goal was to stay there until I got a, until I got a, a gig. Wow! But it takes time, and I had to do that because you see, I wasn't in the union. My mm. goal was to be on Broadway and to be in the union. Okay. So you know, they, they call them cattle calls. Anybody that's in theater knows that you go to these big auditions because you're not in the union. So I did this, and my agent would say, "Can you can you get there at two thirty? I said, "Oh no, maybe I can come a little later." But it worked out. Mm. My point was, if I hadn't had the relationship. Yes. With my boss, yes. Mr. Greenberg, I got to give him all the credit. Yes. How would I have auditioned? Right, right. And I hooked my skills at night. Right. So that's how I eventually got, I eventually got, uh, I auditioned. My first job was Jones Beach Theater, South Pacific. And I was so grateful because I didn't have to go away. That was a marlin. And then my next big job was Pearly Victorious on Broadway. Wow. So, and then, and then when I first got my job, he said, I came back one, one day and he said, well, did you get it, Vera? I said, no, I didn't get it. That's okay. You know, that was my my mindset. You will get it. Mm-hmm. Tenacity. Yeah. Don't worry about it. If you don't get everything first time. Then one day I came back during the course of five years, and I was there for five years. Did you get it, Vera? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said to me, and I'm like, well, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to quit. Wow. He, that's what he said in essence. You're going to quit a federal government job for six weeks vacation because summer stock was only six weeks. Yes. But I knew I could get my card, my equity card. Okay. Because that was my passion. That was my desire to do that. And so once you quit, it was no looking back. Never. No matter the trials, the tribulations, the ups and downs. No, no, there was never a looking back. No. Yeah. And, you know, Vera, to your credit, the awesome part, yes, we thank your boss at the time because a lot, first of all, a lot of bosses are not that flexible, even till today. Oh, right? and federal government too? Right. You have to sign in and sign up. Right, you know. right. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you were able to establish a relationship with him, I, I think it goes to your integrity, your responsibility, the probably how you performed in your job. He probably knew that you would get things done no matter what it would take, and he was willing to allow you to make those sacrifices, whether you come in early or stay late. So for five years to move that way and not get a complaint speaks a lot to him and to you. So you guys have a relationship. You have to be consistent. Yeah. It's easy. You know, first impression, I knew what I wanted to do when I got that job. Mm -hmm. I knew when I got that job out of high school, I was going to take that job, save my money so I could quit the job and go into the theater. Wow. Yeah. So I, already, I always had a plan. Mm. But now the idea is you have to have your priorities intact. Right. I knew I went in the pool. I want to get out of the pool. I went upstairs with just working with the lawyer. And I said, this is a great opportunity for me. I had core values. I was had integrity. I was honest. If he asked me to do something, I did. I wasn't late. There was no bad. I, and I had the right attitude. Mm. Very important. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, I, so those are core values that, well, in anything you do, you've got to have those values. You do. But people, you know, not everybody wants to do that. Understood. Understood. So now we're on Broadway. How long are we on Broadway before we start transitioning into the world of television? Well, I was on Broadway. Let me see. I did, well, maybe mm, back and forth, back and forth, maybe 10 years. Well, I did Pearly Victorious and Belle Moore, the mm-hmm. Tony Award winning, wonderful ending. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, I was, that was about three years. And then after that, I auditioned for, I went out to California and uh, was a background singer for Leslie Owens for a year. Then I came back to New York and did something with Kathleen Battle, the opera singer, the Metropolitan nice, Opera Singer. Nice, nice. And we were at Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. Nice. And then came back to Broadway to do a comedy. So maybe, I don't know, eight, nine years. Okay, okay. So how did you get the television bug? How did that present itself to you, that opportunity? Okay, well, you know, um, you know, there always was a void in the market for quality product. Come on. Now, now, mm-hmm. now when, you're in a, when you're on Broadway, it's bigger than life. Right. So they pile that stuff on your face. It's thick, it's heavy, it's greasy, it's oily. It doesn't matter. I mean, it really doesn't matter. You're in the balcony. You're in this big state. They don't. They don't see. In essence, they really don't see. But when I got my major contract on NBC, mm-hmm. four, we're the first black family to go an hour on national television. Mm. Another role. I played Linda Metcalf. That yes. was the character. Back and forth. We had to audition, of course. Yes. You know, I'm fast forwarding. The agent called, "Can you make it?" I would do for the audition, I, and I finally got it. And that was a big deal. This was national television, Michelle. This this wasn't a little little thing. This yeah, was big time. This is big time. Yeah, people came from all over the West Coast to audition, and they did the best with what they had, which was insufficient, really, because mm-hmm. the makeup was heavy, it was greasy, it was oily. And I'm not here to knock any other line, but everybody was wearing that brand that rubbed all off on your clothes at the time. Right. Okay. And I had I was Linda Metcalf, another girl, uh, a nurse, Bay City General, white uniform, white hat, mm. and I pick up the phone and I'd say, "Good afternoon, Dr. Matthews' office. May I help you?" It was all over the phone. Everybody, everybody knows about that makeup that rubbed all off all over the place. Right? You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. And then it'll be on your white, my white uniform. I said, "No, this is not going to work. I'm on national television. We got to do better." It was very difficult because there was really wasn't anything out there, maybe one or two lines. Mm-hmm. But you see, when you have a monopoly, the quality goes down because you have no competition. Ooh. Say that part again, Vera. Say that part again. Mon- when you have a monopoly, the line that was out there, mm-hmm. you know, and there was no competition, so quality goes awry. Yes. When you have competition, you got to step up to the plate. Right, right. So the quality, the product that they had out there that most black women, I'm not telling everybody because I don't want anybody calling me saying most black women were wearing it and it was too heavy. Mm -hmm. It was too greasy. It was red. It was oily. It rubbed all off on your clothes. Now here I am on national television under those hot lights in the studio and this stuff is all over my clothes. And that was the genesis of Vera Moore Cosmetics. Okay. To tap into that untapped market, the void with a quality product. Mm. Mm. That's why I did it. Yeah. And how did you start that, Vera? How did you, you just started to make calls in the industry? How did you get that going? Well, First being okay. black and a female. I know those there were challenges in that space. So how did you get it going? Well, you mean as far as getting the cosmetic company? Yes, going? yes. Oh, 
All right, well, you have to do your due diligence. You know, we did trade shows all over the United States. I mean, I did every show there was just to find out things. I know you've heard of the Bronner Brothers show. You've been Yes, right. We did the Bronner Brothers shows for 15 years. Matter of fact, we did some of their things in their magazine, et cetera. So, and then we, we started interviewing chemists. Okay. And then we started going to manufacturers. You, I mean, it, it's not overnight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there's no success overnight. I mean, you you know, success is failing up to success. You know, failing your way to success almost doing it. And then eventually, we tested it. You gotta you gotta test it. Right. So my husband had a hair salon. My husband's a licensed esthetician, cosmetologist. So I said, baby, you know, let me try this in the hair salon. I would try it on my friends, try it on people in the theater. They said, you know, girl, this is nice. I like this. It's not like the other stuff. It's not red. Everybody yeah. looks red. <laughs> it doesn't make me look. You know, we range from ivory to ebony, right? That is correct. I'm gonna put that out there. We yeah. range from black to blue black, or white right. to blue black. Right. So my thing was. I didn't like for the woman up now, we know we're God's bouquet of flowers, so let me make it clear. But for the pitch black woman, the woman of a darker hue, they always look gray. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. look gray because the, it wasn't made, well, they weren't even thinking about us at that particular right, time. Right. But there was such an issue about the woman of a darker hue looking gray. Mm-hmm. Right? It's ridiculous. Right. That was another reason. And the discoloration, that was another reason. People weren't taking care of their skin. They didn't know about regiments, cleaning, toning, mm. moisturizing. They had to break it down. It's like washing your hair. You rinse, you shampoo, rinse, and you condition, don't you? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to wear moisturizer? Why do you put moisturizer in your hair? Why do you do leave-in conditioner? Why do you go and eat that dryer for hot oil treatment? Same thing with your skin. Mm. Come on, Vera. Help yes. us. Well, <laughs> and the same thing with um, getting your nails done. Yeah. Okay, you get your nails done. You gotta make it keep it simple, stupid, so people can understand. Not that they're stupid, that's just you know what I'm saying. Kids. Right. You get a manicure. Don't 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 you um get a base coat? Right. Okay, then after that, so that's a shampoo. Then after you get your base coat, she gives you she gives you the polish. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And she gives you a top coat. Coat, yes, she does. That's your conditioner. Yeah. So why do I need it? Because that makes you have a regiment to for people to understand the importance of taking care of their skin. Mm. And that's why our mantra was skincare was the foundation. Yeah. Makeup is an accessory. When you say to somebody, oh, you know, about your foundation, they immediately think they immediately think of makeup. But your foundation is really your palate. Mm. How are you taking care of it? Do mm. you know the difference? Mm. You know, are you dry all the combination this is why it's important for people to go to an esthetician or go to a skincare specialist or a dermatology or just listen we learned from when we were kids we didn't have no money to go to no esthetician right clean That's your true. face what you do not go to bed with makeup on your skin at night right or anything no, on your skin not well anything really you're supposed to just wash your face before wash you go to bed anyway and the most important thing is consistency yes and that deals for entrepreneurship or theater yeah everything you know those core values and those rules are prevalent mm-hmm. no matter what you do consistency you know and my I'll tell you one of my biggest challenges in the makeup was getting into Green Acres Mall I don't know if you knew that about Green Acres Mall we integrated with Green Acres Mall. We're the first black in the history of Green Acres Mall. That was the biggest challenge that I've had in my industry. Wow, wow. Why was they it... never had a black tenant. Why was it so difficult? Why? Okay, what, what... Well, okay, Green Acres Mall was a very prestigious mall on Long Island. This wasn't any rinky-dinky mall on the third floor. And no, no. This was a prestigious mall on Long Island. And we were in we were in Hillside Avenue. You know, my, the hair salon, I said, I heard. Because I grew up in Laurelton. After Corona, we went to Laurelton. 
I said, you know, they're, they're opening up Green Acres Mall. They're, they're making a second floor. I need to be in that mall. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that nigga said, they're okay. Come on, you know ain't no black people in Green Acres Mall. They don't have no black people in that mall. That was true. I said to mom, hey, mom, you know what? My husband, I have the best husband in the world. I mean, they mm. broke the mall. There's no more husbands out there like mine. Okay. I'm going to talk about my husband, okay? I can brag Thank you. Husband. Thank you, husband. He Thank called, you, he called me today. Good morning. Hi, husband. <laughs> and, and, and even before that, the, my father was the best father in the world. Great, great, great. All right. So I said to my mom, she's a praying woman, you know. I said, you know what? I, I think I'm going to try to get into an exam. She said, oh, go ahead. Yeah. That's mom. That's mom. That's mom. And you know what? We shopped in Green Acres Mall. We spent our dollars. Money in there. Right. Right in Lawton. So why not try it? So I went over to the mall. And, you know, they had never, well, first of all, where do you get the guts, the audacity to come over to Green Acres Mall, a little, a little company, and want to get into a major mall? This is a major mall, big mm-hmm. time. So they said, well, uh, I said, you know, I see that you are building a second floor, and I'm interested in getting into Green Acres Mall. And they said, oh, okay. Are you in business now? Do you have a, I said, yes. I was. I had a, I, we were in a hair salon. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't have time. I was on a hair salon on Hillside Avenue. I right. was. We right. had a business. Right. So I said, yes, I have a business. We're in, we're in Hillside Avenue. And he says, okay. So back and forth, back and forth. Eventually I said, okay, we're going we're gonna to bring you in the mall. And uh, we're going to put you. I wanted the first floor. I always go for the best. I always go for the best. So I wanted the first floor. So it, fast forward. It took about two and a half years. And during that course wow. of time, the rules changed. They changed management. Now, you know, somehow the rules always change when it comes to black folks. <laughs> I wasn't hearing it. I wasn't hearing it. They said, well, Vera, you know, we've changed management, and maybe we can revisit this opportunity in a year or so. Now, when you hear that, that means you're not coming back in. Yeah. I said, no, 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 no. We, we have to do better than that. Mm. So I said, well, what's with, what's on the second floor? He said, well, you asked for the first floor. I said, I know I did, but you said there's no more room on the first floor. Well, there's nothing on the second floor because these are major stores, like big stores. Right. I said, well, let, let me go. And then also, also the food court. So I said, well, let, let me go see. So I went upstairs on the second floor. This is where, you know, you've got to have that tenacity and that guts. Mm. <laughs> stand, 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 in, stand in your purpose. Mm-hmm. But see, you know, I come from a Christian background. I said, God, you know, I need to be in that mall. Mm-hmm. I need to be in that mall. Lord, help me get in this mall. Mm-hmm. So they took me up to the second floor. There's nothing but major stores. There's no stores. I said, well, and I kept being persistent, calling him, saying, listen, I mean, I need to be in that mall. I planned it. He says, okay, all we have, all we have is the bathroom. What? What, no. They're renovating now. There wasn't actually a bathroom. They're talking about the space. Okay. All we have is the bathroom of one of the, of the major stores. So I said, well, let me see the bathroom. The bathroom was 10 by 10. Mm. That's the same size of my store that was going to be on the first wow. floor. Wow. 10 by 10. Yeah. I said, I'll take it. Okay. I took that bathroom. Mm-hmm. My husband and I mirrored it. Gorgeous. But you see, I thought, or they thought, mm-hmm. it would be the parent. Right. She didn't have to take that bathroom. I took the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I would have gone on the roof to break the color barrier. I was the first black tenant in the history of Greenex Mall. They kept me on the second floor for 10 years. Wow. After 10 years, I renegotiated my contract, came down to the first floor where I was supposed to be originally for 15 years. I was in Greg's Mall for 25 years. Wow. I want to, yeah. But I want to say something. 
it was more important. It was it was more important than the makeup. Mm-hmm. It was about empowerment. Yeah. Because now I always say this: if the shoe doesn't fit, don't wear it. Mm-hmm. If this doesn't apply to you, don't beat us up. We had so we had such self esteem, low self esteem about who we were. Mm-hmm. Some women, some black women. Mm-hmm. Oh, my lips are too big. My butt's too big. My hair's too nappy. Whatever, whatever. This is what I found out when I got in Greenacres Mall. Mm. Oh, I'm too dark. Fear, do you have something for me? I'm too dark. Mm. So my whole mindset and really my passion about cosmetics became calling for me. Mm. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. I wanted to change people's lives. Mm-hmm. I wanted to change their mindset of who they were because mm-hmm. it's all about perception. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what, who do you perceive yourself to be? Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You are beautiful. Yeah. You spend those dollars in that mall. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through the process of not just telling them about getting the right color for their skin mm-hmm. tone and you know, all the things about having a regimen. I had to work on making them feel good about themselves. Right, right. And listen, we're still fussing with that today. That yeah, thing. we are. Some of us are. We are. Well, that's why I said some. I don't mm-hmm. mean everybody. Yeah, we're getting better. Huh? We've gotten better, Vera. And it's oh, people, it's people like better. yourself that's helping... Because sometimes we need outside influences. Sometimes we get, we hear the, we hear these things within our own home, within our own community, our friends, families, things like that, that speak ill things over us to say, you're not this, you're not that. Um, especially in our looks, your hair is this, your skin is that, you're shaped this way. And it's not until we get into spaces where we surround ourselves with other people, right? that are free and know that they're beautiful, first of all, right? And then they're able to speak that into other people like yourself. So you being a leader, a business person, an entrepreneur, um, a woman with your experience, you're able to pour back into your community. So these people are not just your customers. They start to become your village. Am I right? Absolutely. It takes a village. Mm-hmm. And you know, people have to understand beauty is internal. Yes. Yes. Nothing, listen. It has nothing with how you look in the lipstick and powder thing. No, no. You have to feel a, just like, here I go again. I had that hole in my shoe, but I was, my mother's going to buy me shoes next week. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes. I was blessed with parents like that that taught me that. Right. I never thought that I couldn't. Mm. So I don't know anything else but to say to, listen, kids used to come to Green Acres Mall in the summer. Here I go again. Guys would come with their pants hanging down. I said, listen, who's going to like that pull those pants up <laughs> this is true this, this is, is what true. i did yeah girls would come to the mall i said you need to zip up that blouse you're not going to get hired like that because they were looking for some important these are young kids mm-hmm. now maybe maybe they didn't have a family life for someone to tell them i don't know or maybe the mother had to go to work and then they got dressed didn't tell so this is why i'm so glad that god put me in that position and you know it's the way you talk to people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, girl yeah. Look up, pretty girl. Come on, fix that blouse. And if you don't have a blouse, I'm gonna buy you one. It's the way you speak to people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why you start hiring the interns and say, "No, that's not the way you answer the phone." You say, "Good morning. This is Vera Moore. May I help you?" Mm-hmm. I knew I want to transform these young girls' lives mm. and these guys. I even did things at Rikers Island, a prison. Mm. You know, the the young the young ladies that were in there were getting six months to come out. I'd go and speak to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would say something, and I, I always, you know, you have to, I, this I'm, this is personal now. Yeah. I always prayed on the Lord, Lord, tell me what to say. 
season my words with grace so I'll say the right thing to connect with them. You know what I said to them? I said, let me tell you something. You're no different from anybody else. Mm-hmm. Only you got caught. Right. That did it. Right. Right. You know, and some of the other things that I shared. Yeah. So I think I think being example and following through with people. Mm-hmm. Oh, how you doing? And when you see the girl, look, girl, you look good. And next time you see that young lady in the morning, boy, don't you don't you look pretty? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It encourages them. And even people that got out of prison, they came by my booth and grinning as well. You don't remember me, Miss Moore, but you can and I didn't remember everybody because right. I did but I said, well, I'm so, do you know what it made me yeah. feel for them to come by and say that to right, me? Right, right. And I, I, my whole thing is empowerment to know that this, yes, I can, you're more than enough. Okay, but they were always more than enough before, before it became a trend. Right. And I hope it's not just a trend. This, you know, this, we're going to give you this percentage to get in here and this and this. It's good. I'm not knocking it. Right, right. But I hope it's not a trend. And they really see the value. Mm. of the beautiful black woman and woman of color. Mm. I always thought, this flood of brands doing all this, I knew this, I knew this when I was a child. Right. But this is why I talk to young girls. This is when, when I go and I speak about this. You're beautiful. Look what we bring to, we're so talented. We're very talented. We're very talented. I can go on and on, you gotta stop me. Guys. Vera, let me ask you, how has being a coveted motivational speaker changed your life? I can feel the passion coming through. <laughs> But I just wanted to ask you, how did you make that transition? I mean, you're doing it on the community level, but you've spoken on the stages of Essence and other prestigious places. How did that come about and how does that make you feel? Well, it came about because I am a speaker and, and I've done soap opera, I've done Broadway. So, you know, you meet people. Okay. And I network and networking is key. And I can't network with, every, network with everybody. Just You have to have select network. I'm just telling you, that's a whole other stuff. And when, it's not just about following up. you got to follow through. Mm-hmm. I think the motivational speaking and helping people and being on the board, I think it's all, it's all, it's all one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not just, a, I don't just want to motivate people. I just don't want to inspire people. Okay. I want to transform them. Okay. I want to transform them. Mm-hmm. Transformation. I want them really, because look, you can, you can hear somebody speak and say, oh my gosh, she was fabulous. Then you don't follow through. Right. It, it, really, has it really changed you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all of this is all good. I, I mean, I love it all. But I, I've, I've, I've always wanted to help. It's just part of my DNA. You know, I've always wanted to say, you know, do you need anything? Can I help you? You know? And I, that's what I've done. And I, I think by seeing people that you did it and my background. I didn't come from, my mother's a domestic worker, honey, she scrubbed floors. Mm-hmm. My father was a porter. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to college. I went to high school and then I got a job. Yeah. I graduated in June, I think I was working right after July. To let them people, anybody can do it if you make up your mind. You have to decide what you want to be. Mm-hmm. You can do it. It's not easy. It's not easy. A lot of challenges out there. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. This is what I'm saying. Even. When I was working, it took five years. I mean, five years back and forth on the train, eating frankfurters from chocolate nuts. Yeah, I remember chocolate nuts. No, that's true. That's true. I have any money. I remember oh, chocolate you know, nuts. I remember chocolate so, nuts. That was always on the corner somewhere. I had chocolate nuts. Frankfurter. Yeah. The orange drink. Yes, the orange drink. <laughs> Unless I brought my sandwich, but I'm just showing you. Yeah. 
I, but I still kept my joy. Yeah. I still, you know, I kept my joy. Well, I kept my joy because God is my joy. So Vera, that is what we call, we're hustlers today. So when we, yeah. or, or we multitask, we're doing multiple things at one time, right. trying to get it all done. Um, you know, checking the boxes, trying to be here, trying to be there, making the phone calls, because again, there's something in us that we're trying to get out of us. I want to talk to you a little bit about you. I think it's excellent that you just don't want to speak. You want to help transform lives. Right. So tell me a little bit, what would you say to someone to help in the transformation process? I think you touched on some things before, but give us a little bit. Well, first of all, before you, you try to transform them, do they believe in themselves? It's all about, it's all, it's all starts with the mind. Gotcha. You can't trans, listen, it's like legislation, laws passed and making people hate, not hate people. Mm-hmm. No law keeps them from hating you, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be your heart. Right, right. But that's, that's what I feel. My thing is, we hope that by seeing people in positions that they never thought you would see them in, and those particular people taking the time out to speak to you, mm-hmm. to mentor you, to sponsor you, then you see, oh my God, Vera did it. I can do it too. too. Not only can you do it, you can do it better. Mm-hmm. Because I'm the trailblazer paving the way for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think this transformation of people, they have to see it. It has to be by example. You have to take time. You have to have patience, and it's not about money. Mm. You know, I, I didn't need money when I went to prison to talk to those ladies. Yeah, right. I don't get money when I go to high school to talk to those girls. Right. I don't get money when I went to the unwed mother. So, do you understand? I'm, I'm yeah. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you can really, you have to really want to do this, and it it is a calling on me because I grew up in a very poor neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Not everybody had parents, and I'm just so grateful mm-hmm. that I had parents that encouraged me. Mm-hmm. So it behooves me to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How could I not? Right. I came from the same background as somebody else, but I had good parents that encouraged me in arts. Mm-hmm. And say, Vera, go ahead. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go to Green Acres Mall because you're going to only go meet a black one in, first black one in. Don't be afraid to do um, uh, another world on first black film. Mm-hmm. And even Dwayne Reed. I was in Dwayne Reed and Walgreens. We're the first black vendor in Walgreens. Not in the whole uh, store. Nice. We had a called the Look Boutique. It was like a Sephora. Nice. Yeah. We were, we were the first black. So, I mean, listen. Now, that's nice. That's nice, too, Vera. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and let me translate. So, Dwayne okay. Reed, and what was the other one? Dwayne Reed, and was it Lampson's? Dwayne Reed, uh, we got an opportunity to go into Dwayne Reed. I was in Macy's first. Okay. And, and see, I'm talking about ups and downs. We're Macy's for a year, and we still didn't get it in there permanently. But yeah. I learned so much. So don't despise the little things. Right. Don't get discouraged when you don't get what you want to get. Because maybe, listen, maybe it wasn't time for me to get it. it but Macy's prepared me for big mass market. Like there you, right. So Dwayne Reed, for the listeners that are listening in, because Dwayne Reed is not everywhere. Dwayne Reed is today's Walgreens. Yeah, Walgreens today's, and, and, and CVS. So where you yeah. go into these beautiful pharmacy-type stores that have a wonderful cosmetic section, like a long aisle of beautiful assortment of cosmetics, Vera had an opportunity to be there through Dwayne Reed, which is huge in New York, because there's almost a Dwayne Reed almost every, like every couple of blocks, there was a Dwayne Reed, so yeah, so you had great exposure up there, for seriously. 
that was a blessing. Wow. <laughs> on every matter of fact, too many Dwayne Reeds. <laughs> one on one block, one on and one in between. Yeah. Well, we were in about thirty stores in New York, and um, nice. then Walgreens acquired Dwayne Reed. Yes. That's and then correct. we went national. We were in Hawaii, yeah. Rico, Las Vegas, etc. So there were about fifty-six stores. But as I said, it wasn't like you see, like you were saying about certain cosmetic yeah. sections within the store. We were in. They were called the look boutique. They were the upscale kind of thing. We nice. weren't in mass market, so it was a wonderful opportunity. Mm-hmm. Madison Avenue, Fifth Avenue Park. It was just. It was just great. It was just. You know. It was just a blessing. But you still have to do your work. I had to do the work. You still have to do. I mean, they didn't just call me to Dwayne Regis because you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, you had to have the interview yeah. to work. Yeah. Now they didn't call you just because you were a female. They didn't call you just because you were black. They they called you in there because you could do the work. Your your business. Value. And you have to add value. Add value, and your business model was working. They, yeah, they know it. You, you have numbers to prove it, right? You have the sales to show it. It was working. And so... Diversity. They were trying to... And not trying. They did it. They did. They did. Diversity and inclusion. Isn't that wonderful? So it's now... Excellent. So, Vera, you're on the board of New York Chamber of Commerce. Are you, are you still on the board over there? I am on the board, yes. So are you... What What is your position? Are you helping them realize about the small business model in oh, New yeah, York? That's their mission. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the mission of the board to help small business get access to capital. Right, right. And also to educate them because, you know, a lot of small businesses, not all small business, I always preface mm. by saying this. Right. There's so many things that they need to know, mm-hmm. you know, about ownership, getting certified in mm. WBE, you know, mm-hmm. so that they maybe they can bid for something or, you know, Getting their logo, mm-hmm. you know, trademarking that. Right. You know, getting a good accountant. Now you don't have to go outside and buy, get a big accountant, a bookkeeper. Do you have a bookkeeper? Right. Just you know what you cost, how you spend, did you make any money? Right. Just basic things. So we hold hands. We we really want to help the store because they have the desire. They just need the knowledge. They need the help. They and once you get yes, the knowledge, and once you get the knowledge and the help, and show you how to do this. Then you get introduced to a mentor to help you or a sponsor to, you know, and then, you know, you, you try to, but it's, listen, I tell everybody, entrepreneurship is not like um, catching a cold. Mm. You can't catch it. Mm. You cannot catch it. Listen, we just can't, right? not catch it. You have to be serious about this. It is not easy. Yeah, just not. Every time I went, listen, you, first of all, did I tell you how I got into Grenadine Hall? No. I mortgaged my home. Should I repeat it? No, yeah, say that again. You mortgaged your home to get into Green Acre, Green Acres Mall. Yes, because it cost a lot of money. It cost a lot of money. Yes, it did. Well, at that time, it was a lot of money. It yeah. Was a lot of money. Yeah, because it had the kiosk had to be built. You see, I wanted a kiosk. A kiosk is it's not a car. Now, a car is you can change different places. One Saturday, you could be in front of Macy's. One other Saturday, you could be in front of Bloomingdale's. No, 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 no. I didn't want that. I wanted a stationary section. It's called a kiosk, so mm-hmm. it had to be built. Right. Because when you come into the mall, I didn't want you to say, oh, where is Vera? Is she in front of Macy's? Oh, is she in front of Bloomingdale's? No, no. I want, oh, Vera's over there. That's where she is. And you pay for that. Right. Right. So, so I, I, didn't have, I didn't have any money. Yeah. So, but that's called sacrifice. Mm. 
that's called, do you really, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? And who's to say, Vera, that what you paid might not have been inflated prices? I'm just going to leave that there because there, you know, there's a time in the season that if we want black people in here, we're going to charge them a little bit more. There was a time that things like that happen. I'm just going to leave that there. You don't have to say anything. You're saying that time like it's past tense. Okay, I'm not going to leave that there too. Okay, next. Yeah. That's why you have to be smart and educate yourself and have yourself a lawyer, an accountant. And you know what's so important? People don't understand the importance of relationships. Yes, yes. You've got to build that relationship. Mm. That's the key. Telling you, that's yeah, the key. That's the key. That's the key. That's what got you going. Don't go to the bank when you need the money. Go to the bank when you don't need the money. Hmm. Say, Hello, my name is Vera. How are you? Right. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in Hillside. I'm a little beauty parlor, but I know Grenada's going to be building a store. And yeah. I, you know, in a year or two, and I just want to let you know that I do have a cosmetic coming out. I'd like to get in that mall. Yeah. And, and I bank here. You're my bank. So maybe in the possibility, maybe, who knows, I need some money. Every time you go in there, you say, hi, how you doing? I'm right here, how are you? Yeah, Mama. you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Vera, because I have a, I'm telling you, very important. Because I have a relationship with the people in my credit union. I do not want to do anything online. They ask me, and once, twice a month, I walk myself into the bank. So I see them, they know me, I know the manager, et cetera, et cetera. You have to create relationships, especially in the financial space. Online is is convenient, but I think it, it doesn't set you up to be totally successful in all cases. I think if you can build a relationship with somebody in that financial space, do it. Maybe it's on the phone. Maybe it's not even so much face-to-face now, Vera. We can do it on the phone. You got somebody that works, handles your accounts, handles your business, you trust them, they know you, they know how, you want somebody that knows how you move your money, right? So they can vouch for you, they can speak for you, they can give you that extra line of credit when you need it, like to help make your financial experiences less painful. That's how you want to build and engage. So whether it's with a national bank or a credit union or, or someone, but that will help you in your business model. And if they can't help you, sometimes they can refer you to the resources who can, right? And, and they will refer you if you've been a consistent, yes, educated, yes, financial customer that's come into the bank or mm-hmm. call them up. Right. Now we have Zoom. Like right. We're doing now. Right. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it is so important where someone's like, look, you know what? We can't get you this loan now, but maybe, you know, the, the, in about six months, something else is coming, and the interest rate might be a little different. I think, you know, let, let's keep in contact. Let's keep in touch. Mm-hmm. That happens. I'm telling you. Yeah, it does. It does. So it's up to you. It's it, up to you. So, Vera, the cosmetic line is national because of Dwayne Reed being absorbed by Walgreens. You're all over. Are you international as well, Vera? Well, we're going to, we're hope to go doing some things real soon. Okay. And we had tried some international stuff before. It didn't work out. But we're now, see, that's about being ready and right. having a plan. Right. Learned a lot. And I want to talk about pivoting. Can I just say so important that is to, to business? Uh, okay. Is that all right? Yes. You know, that's why I say, if, if you don't, if, <laughs> not everybody can have the spirit of an entrepreneur. Mm. Not everybody's going to let go of the trunk of the train and go out on the limb. I was in 60 stores, about 60 stores, and all those stores closed. All of the stores closed? Wow. 
Walgreens closed 200 stores. Stores were closing all over the place. That's, that's true. For Major the, stores, department stores, true. brick and mortar small business stores. That's true. Well, Walgreens closed those sections in the look in their stores called the Look Boutique. Yes. They didn't close the big store, but there were sections in the store, that beautiful section. We have cosmetics, mm-hmm. da, 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 like mm-hmm. a And they closed them. Not just Fairmore, but a lot of brands were in that section called the Look Boutique. Mm. Did I have a pity party? No. I, no, I did. I did have a pity party for a second. You did? Of course I did. I'm human. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, I had for a second, but then I had to say, look, get it together. You got bills. You got things to do. Unfortunately, I didn't have the mailing list of all those names for the stores because they were Walgreens clients. Right. But I want to tell everybody, if you have an online presence, we have an online presence now. Treat it like a store. It's just important as your store. Mm -hmm. That online presence can do so much for you on your online store. It's incredible. Yeah. So we pivoted. We're on viramarcosmetics.com. And we're, we're relaunching some other new things in next month. So don't get discouraged. Don't be dismayed. Have your pity party for a few minutes. You know, go online. Get to know people. You can meet distributors. There's so many things going on online now that you can do. And start small and then you'll grow. Awesome. Don't think... Listen, things happen. Yeah. But that's what entrepreneurship is about, a risk. Yeah. There's no guarantee in entrepreneurship. Oof. You know? Mm. I'm being honest with you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And if you're not sure about it, that's why I tell everybody, keep your job. Mm-hmm. Work for a company that, in the, in the company, work for a company that does what you want to go into. Right. Be a sponge. Learn everything you know about them. That's smart. And I want to tell you something. When you do that, Work for that company like you own the company. Right. Don't go on the company. Well, I'm just here working in here because I'm just trying to get some information how to open up my store next year. Don't do that. Mm. Have integrity. Mm. Work for the company like you own it. Be on time. What can I do for you? Where do you want me to go? Do you want me to do this? How do you do this? Do I have to stay a little late? Work for that company. So when you leave that company, you're ready. Yeah. That's the advice I'm telling you. Yeah. But people don't, people don't, you know, they don't understand the importance of relationships. Mm. It's such a key word. Mm-hmm. It yeah. gives you the resilience that you need. Yeah. You get sponsorship like that. Right. You get to go to Black Enterprise and Network Journals and all these organizations that people say, oh, you know what? I want to sponsor her and take her. To Black yeah. Enterprise. I was, the first time I went to Black Enterprise, I was sponsored. I have any money to go to Black Enterprise. Nice. Nice. You nice. understand what I'm saying? Nice. Relationships. So I'm saying this to people, do not get discouraged. Right. If your business has, you know, gone, something has happened to it, mm-hmm. or you won't have to start over, because that entrepreneurship is like a bug. You, you just can't get it. It won't leave you alone. It won't leave you alone, right. dear. It won't it, leave you alone. Yeah, you're addicted. Yeah, it won't leave you alone. And it you know what? It's it, And it's the one person. You think about the one young lady you've touched, you know, when yes. you had your store at Green Acres. Yes. You know, the people, the, the conversations you've had, the thank you, Vera, for what you said because this happened and I did this and that. So those things haunt you, those compliments and those, and that you can't give up. And then, you know, when God gives it to you, he won't let you let it go either. Exactly. How about it's that? It's no longer passion. You know, passions change. Yeah. You can be, listen, I was passionate about vanilla ice cream last, last year. <laughs> now I like chocolate. You know, I'm just using that. Oh, I used to like this, but I don't like that. Well, listen, a calling on your life is different. 
I'm telling you, I want these black girls out there. Now I'm gonna say something. I don't know if you're going I just I don't understand. Oh, can I say it? Say it. Why do you allow people to call you a bee? Mm. Mm. I don't get it. I, I talked about that two months ago, and I'm go, I'm gonna talk about it some more. I mean, come on. Yeah. Who wants to call it? Who wants to be called a female dog? Let the guy open the car for you. Bring you flowers. Mm-hmm. The woman sets the standards. Yeah. Ladies, please. Mm. I love you, ladies. Yeah. I know your potential. Love yourself. Mm. Mm-hmm. He'll love you more. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> Excellent. Vera, how can the people find you? I know what's next. You got some new cosmetics coming out and new lines and things like that. They can find you where? On your website? Yeah, veramorecosmetics.com. www.veramorecosmetics.com. On Instagram, at veramorecos. Or they can give us a call, 516-367-6538. And I think we're going to do a code for you. you know, yes, we're going to do a code. What? Again, what was that? RC RCR Vera. There you go. We're gonna put that in immediately. That's right. And, and, and you're gonna get 25% discount. Is it? <laughs> I love it. 25 is a big number. Thank you, Auntie Vera. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let me lean in with the listeners. Hey guys, if you go to veramorecosmetics.com. You put in a purchase, you purchase anything, and put in the code RCRVIRA, you get 25% off your purchase. That is big. That is huge. Thank you, Vera. That was so kind of you to do that. This was an awesome conversation. And guess what? You never stopped glowing throughout the whole time. You are glowing and looking beautiful, and you were just beautiful the whole conversation. Look at you. Is it over? Is it over? It is. We've talked for almost just about an hour. We're just a little shy of an hour. Yeah. You got some. Okay. You have some words you want to leave with the people. What What do you want people to remember you by? How about that? Oh, I just want people to understand that yes, you can. No matter what, perceive yourself not what people think you are. Beauty is not, you know, blonde, blue-eyed, and white. And I'm not, not I'm not, I'm yeah. not knocking. I just want you to know how beautiful you are. Right. Beautiful black woman. Yeah. You know, you can do this. Mm. And I'm, I'm just going to quote something. I'm trying to remember. Eleanor Roosevelt said, "Intimidation is only by consent." Hmm. Hmm. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm. And diversity is key. Okay. Yeah. Because they know things before you even know it. Right. We got to catch up. We got to know. We got to know our worth and our power. Yeah, your value. We're very powerful women. We yes, are we very are. powerful women. And, and, we, and we have to start sharing with each other. Yeah. Don't be afraid of competition. We have to collaborate. Yeah. That's the issue. That's, yeah. You, you have to have me on. Yeah, I'm going to have you on more. But that's, that's what this platform is all about. It's very, it's to share information, right? And so your experiences and your challenges and your successes are tools to help other women, right, wherever they are in life. And so that, that this is why I'm so happy for this space, because we have legendary people like yourself, that forerunners, that have paved the way. Because now we can think about a kiosk, right? We can think, of, we can think outside of the box. And bigger. Now, I only could get a kiosk. Now you can go in there and get a store. You get a whole store. You get, a, you get a whole store because Auntie Vera has laid down the foundation, right? Amen. It's all about relationships and integrity and, and knowing your core and your passion. 
right? And constantly, my whole thing was to break a barrier, to yeah. level the playing field. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to do that. Yeah. And it, I did. You and did. I'm so happy. You did. So now that somebody has to be, somebody has to break it, somebody has to start it. Yeah. And now you guys can go forward and do it even better and bigger. Yeah. We're going to carry the torch. A lot of Amen. us, a lot of us, Auntie Vera, we are. We are recognizing our worth, right? Yes. We are doing yes. the work, right? Oh, wow. We yes. are forgiving ourselves for tr- past mistakes or things or offenses that have happened to us. And we are loving ourselves, right? And, yes. and, and that's in our self-care, what we take in, what we listen to, who we surround ourselves with. We do the whole thing. So we are starting to do the work and we're glowing, we're radiating, we're getting in spaces, we're unapologetic. Absolutely. Right? And we believe and we know that when we're invited to the table, that's where we're supposed to be. Okay? Yeah. So thank right. you. And you belong there. Thank you. And, you be- and look at you. What's your first black vice president? Yes. Yes. Look at that. I know. I know. I know. Auntie Vera, tell the people, again, website, IG, and phone number. Give it to us. Our website is www.veramorecosmetics.com. Nice. Our Instagram is at veramorecos. Nice. The telephone number is 516 516- And if you people that, anyone that's listening, if you go and you purchase uh, cosmetics today or any other day and you use the code, promo code RCRVERA, you'll get 25% off your purchase. That's correct. So go ahead and get that. Vera Moore, I enjoyed you and I am going to bring you back because I like you. I like your spirit, your passion, what you have to offer. You can help me and other people in this thing called entrepreneurialism. So thank you so much for today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. And be safe. I will, and you too. I want to go back to today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is Gas Food Truck ATL. You can find them on IG and on Facebook. They are at Triton Yards every Friday and Sunday. They are a food truck with vegan options. The food is amazing, right? So as it looks, is the way it looks is the way it tastes. It is delicious. I am a customer and a friend of theirs, and I'm honored that they are sponsoring today's show. Again, that's Gas Food Truck ATL. You can find them on IG and on Facebook. They are out and about at Triton Yards. Um, that's off Sylvan Road, just to give people a sense of where that is. Sylvan Road in Atlanta. Um, they're there Friday and Sunday, roughly around 11 to get you for lunch. And they're there till about 8 o'clock for your dinner. So go and check them out. So what we got going on for Real Chicks Rock? You know it's that time of year. It's time to plug uh, back into school. Yes, the babies are going back to school. Yeah, I know. Having them home virtually is coming to an end. My child will be going into the building, a brick-and-mortar building, and guess what? Kids need school supplies. You know it. They need pens. They need paper. They need folders. You Book bags. Listen, we're doing a back-to-school drive. It's going to be July 31st on Saturday. We're starting it at 1 p.m. Check it out. Listen, it's an old stomping ground for me. It's at Urban Ground Coffee Shop. You guys remember we used to do our... Our little monthlies over there where we networked and had a good time. Shouts out to Cassandra who's allowed us to come back to be a drop-off location. Come check us out on Saturday, July 31st from 1 to 5. Bring your donations. You know you do. When you go and you shop for your kid, you pick up one, pick up another one. 
Instead of one pack of pens, pick up two and bring that second pack to me on Saturday on the 31st. We're going to donate it to parents and families in need that need these supplies because the pandemic, you think it was hard on you, it was harder on some other people. And we want to make sure that their kids are straight and secure and going to school with the supplies that they need. Join us. It's Dignify a Diva and myself. Oh, I can't. Whew, I'd be remiss to say. We are collaborating together. Shout out to Dignify a Diva who's been doing some tremendous work in the community in helping women just retain their dignity. What is What they're all about is putting toiletries in a purse. <laughs> and so instead of giving two ladies in a plastic bag, it's all about giving it to them in a purse. I love what they've been doing. Thank you, Idalia, for partnering partnering with me on this back to school drive. We will be together shoulder to shoulder on Saturday, July 31st um, at 1 p.m. at Urban Grind. So we look to see you there. Um, the other thing I want to plug out, yes, you know, that, come on, you know what it is. I love the music and the music loves me. I'm honored to be a part of this. The Rooftop Soul Series, yes. Come check out Algebra on Friday, August 20th. Hot I Slide presents, yes. The Rooftop Soul Series, yes, this is going to be the first of many. The location is so sexy, so nice. We're going to have food. It's a full bar. You know, Algebra is a beautiful songstress. She's beautiful um, the way she sings, just how she performs. Her, the, her interaction with her audience is going to be awesome. The DJ for the night is my friend, Rev Lee. He's really good. So come on out. Tickets are on sale. You want to get them because you want to come out. You've been in the house way too long you need to come out rooftop open atmosphere great people sexy vibe good music come on and have a good time so yes i've covered a lot you know me real chicks rock i am everywhere i'm on instagram i'm on facebook check us out on our website realchicksrock.com yeah don't forget me there and as i say when i close out this is just my little tribute to the godfather of radio, Mr. Frankie Crocker. He used to say, may you live to be a hundred and I live to be a hundred minus a day so that I never have to know that beautiful people like yourself had passed away. Thank you so much, Frankie Crocker. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, be well, take care and continue to rock on. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.